Now's where I pot it down, so you know you hear that part. Roy, yeah. when is the last time you skipped the light fandango? What? <laughs> last night, actually. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, look, there's been a lot of times that I've been like, I'm feeling kind of seasick, <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and and look, the crowd called out for more, and I'm just like, I'm all right, I gotta be on. So, all right. <laughs> Uh, it's I'm the, putting it all on the table. I can't give any more, people. Oh, geez, Louise! It's the Chance of Gaming podcast, and uh, I have no idea what uh, thing this is. What is this like? Eighty? Yeah, I'm gonna say it's eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. This is episode eighty-seven. As I that quickly, can't be right. Have we um, really been doing that this long? It, it it has, and yeah, we'll talk a lot about that going on because I went to a con and met other podcasters that blew me uh, like away completely. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, that's weird to say. They blew me and then I'm like away. So anyway, <laughs> so uh yeah. As always, I'm uh, Adam Chance, a character created by some guy in Mississippi, and with me always is Richard and Roy. Hey everybody, this is Rich. I am also a character created by a guy named Rich in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And I am Roy. I'm channeling my inner Mark Marin, and I'm broadcasting from my garage right now, enjoying a little tipple of Four Roses Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Oh, nice. nice. So, all right, where you class in the place up? Like weed is you legal, betcha. right? More or less. Where we live, around, uh, around yeah, you, you've got to get a doctor's note here. But uh, from what I hear, they're pretty easy to get. They they advertise it on the radio. They're like, hey, come to our dispensary and if you need a note we'll get you one so i don't think it's too tough <laughs> do you have a light cough you know we, yeah. can, we can hook you up all right uh that reminds me there's a garfunkel and oats song uh called mm -hmm. a garfunkel and oats song yes huh? our, yes oh my called have, have you never heard of garfunkel and oats before Rick? i have never heard of garfunkel and oats i thought this was an atomism no 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 no, no not at all yeah, it's, it's a thing, and I'll have it linked in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, it's called Weed Card. It was a, uh, a little thing they did, and it's, like, awesome. Yeah, because, look, it has uh, Garfunkel and Oates. It, there's that really cute girl with the short hair and the blonde girl, who's also— Kate Micucci. Yes, Kate Micucci. Super attractive. If you've seen the show Raising Hope that was on Fox. Yes! Fuck yes! She was on that. Yep. All right. I fucking love that show because, like, the main character was named Jimmy Chance. And, like, I had a cousin okay, named nice. Jimmy Chance. And, yeah, so, anyway. So, anyway. All right, yeah, we'll link to the show notes. And, yeah, Weed Card. It, I mean, it's, like, way back in the day in California where only medical was legal. And, uh, yeah. Uh, look, it was such a fucking joke. Because I remember Joe Rogan 
way before he was like brainwashing uh, kids into white supremacy. It was uh, more of a thing. <laughs> allegedly. Where, allegedly. So we're, yeah, I, I would fucking, yeah, Joe Rogan listening to this, like, oh, man, Adam, you hurt my feelings. I'm like, well, sorry, Joe. <laughs> so uh, if, you, if you linked me on this podcast, I'd be like, ah, no, Joe's great, you know. So um, he, he had a thing where he, he was like, yes, I go to my doctor and I say, I get these headaches where when I think about how weed is illegal and... <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I got my I got my weed card, so there you go. But we'll get more to that, uh, you know, shortly. So we have a Patreon, and it's fantastic. It's Chance of Gaming, and we get exclusive video and now audio content. Uh, there's a supplemental podcast that I do that I started that I may never do another one of, but whatever. You got this. And, uh, yeah, for it's like, oh, come on, it's $3 a month. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, that's like literally, like, you bought me a Mountain Dew, a Diet Mountain Dew, you know, whatever. So there's that. <laughs> It'll be listened. I've got my own uh, convention, Siege of Vicksburg, coming up in October. And, uh, yeah, there you go. I have all this link in the share notes. And, yeah, so there you go. So, uh, cool. Uh, look, I went to North Texas RPG Con, and it was so fucking funny. Listen, all right, these guys are like e fucking enormous people. All right, well, I mean, we'll get to that. In a minute. So, <laughs> well, they're uh, from Texas, of course they're enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, so have you guys been watching The Boys? I have not. Seen I it. have. All right. I, well, and I've I'm only in the first season, and I just. I think that the writing is is excellent, and the 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 just kind of everything about it is really great. All right, holy shit! I watched the first episode of this is the third season, and yep. I, I'm like, fuck me, this blew my mind. Also, why are people not in the uh, streets protesting against this show? So because they're like, all right, if you're mm -hmm. honestly worried about like the corruption of youth and blah 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 and all this that and the other it's like there was some shit that went down in the first episode that i was like okay that as jaded as i am that mm -hmm. made me sit back a little bit and go hmm, okay uh, yeah it's right. it's yeah. heavy I think the, heavy the, heavy in the satire yeah i think I'm the sorry, goal of that show is to push it as far as they can until they get canceled oh dear lord <laughs> They so like if they don't if it doesn't happen this year look out season four. Oh yeah because mm. i mean literally oh yeah, yeah with what happened in the first episode if nobody said anything they're gonna be like all right well let's just see what else we can do <laughs> just fucking amazing all right uh and i heard i know we've talked about it on this uh show a lot about how awesome for all mankind is and uh it's coming back with season three yes soon yeah I'm excited. that was uh first season was or first episode was on friday and i watched part of it oh fuck it's already out yeah damn yeah. it all right i'll get on that so yeah. i i don't especially so i've i i kind of had a thing for karen baldwin because she went from kind of uptight astronaut wife to I don't know, kind of a MILF, you know, running a bar and everything. So this third season, um, they've kind of uh, have, I don't know, of course, she's 10 years older now, as is, uh, um, was it Ed, 
her her husband, ex-husband now. Um, and so, you know, they're they're getting on up in the years, but um, they've kind of as thus far have taken kind of a a little bit of a turn with Karen Baldwin that I don't quite care for so much, but I still think the actress is uh, quite lovely. So, and she's in the boys too, right? She plays uh, yeah. Butcher's ex-wife. Right. Yeah. Uh, Chantal Van Santen is the actress. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. I'll get there for sure. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So. So we moved into 1995 with this with this era now. Oh, it's flying! Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, come on. So, uh, Black Hole Sun was their opening song. Oh, shit. Really? Damn. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, the little vignette that they have at the beginning kind of weaves together. I like how they put, you know, the, the actual history, like, you know, the this is the team that won the World Series in 1994. So they have a little clip of that in there. And then they have a little clip of the, you know, the helium three mining that's going on on the moon. And, um, just all the different the the interweaving of of alternate history and actual history i really dig and it's it's kind of tough to parse out like and i think they're trying really hard to kind of weave it all together so you don't quite know what's real and what's not real hmm. okay uh, so I'm, yeah the first yeah. season was out on friday uh, yeah i'm i'm definitely going to uh get in on that and Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, so um, trying to think where we're at. All Star right. Trek. Oh yeah. Uh, are you guys watching Strange New Worlds? No, no, I'm not. Although I've seen it, or I haven't seen it, but I've, I'm, I'm aware of it. <sighs> I swear, it, this is the kind of thing that I'm, I'm like, I wish there was like a charity organization that like went around and was like, okay. So uh, I want to tell people about this show, and I, I realize it's behind a paywall. And, uh, yeah, so just to, uh, you know, tell people about this. Yeah, there should be a company that, like, raises money that is just to give people um, subscriptions to, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, it's not Discovery Online. It's um, uh, Paramount Plus. Because, mm-hmm. oh my god, this is the best thing with Star Trek's name on it in a long time. It literally feels so much like Star Trek. It's not even funny. And it's got <laughs> Anson Mount and his awesome fucking hair, which is just amazing. I mean, he, he's a dude. He's an older dude, like late 40s, early 50s. He's all gray, and he's rocking a bump it, and it works. It's fucking fantastic. I can... So is this Captain Pike? Yes. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Captain okay. Pike. It's on the Enterprise. He's doing Captain Pike stuff, and it is so fucking good. I cannot beat the drum for this, you know, any more than I can. I mean, I love Discovery. Discovery kind of fell off in the last season, uh, but this this is so damn good. This season is so damn mm-hmm. good. And the best I could tell you is, uh, okay, uh, if all else fails, fucking uh, pirate it. You know, go to Easy TV and pirate it. And then maybe at the end of this season, you will 
buy a subscription. It is so fucking good. I fucking love it so damn much. It's so so <laughs> good. It if you like Star Trek, you want to watch this show. It is just amazing. So I can't say enough right. about it without That's... like spoiling it. So anyway, I will check it out because <laughs> they had like a real. What I loved is in this season they had like a really serious episode. And they followed it up with a comedy episode, and it worked so damn good. So fucking good. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> there you go. So, are you guys watching anything else, maybe? Worth mentioning? Uh, uh, I finished up It's Always Sunny, so I successfully binged the entire show in the last six months or so. Yeah. So, uh, did we lie when we said it was the best, one of the greatest things ever? So fantastic. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, one of the greatest things ever. I'll put it in that category. It was, it was good. Had its ups and downs, but more ups than downs, and it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, the the characters are fascinating to say the least. All right, are you, are you uh, like following along with the podcast at all? Yeah, I watch a few here and there. Like I started watching it. Like sometimes I'll watch it before work starts in the morning, or I don't even necessarily watch the latest one. Sometimes I'll go back and look for an episode that I thought was good and watch the one on that one. But I've seen a half dozen of those. So you're telling me that you're a creep then. Is that, that was, what, that was is the, that what the fans are called? It, well, that's it, what the fans that watch it on YouTube are called. Yes. According oh, to Mac. You're, okay. Yeah, you're a creep if you watch it with video. I guess I am. So and, yeah, I watch it on YouTube. It's, it's so good. Yeah. And I swear fucking Charlie Day seems like, oh my God, we would just be best friends if I knew him. You know, yeah. He's just like, ah, well, mm -hmm. you know, just, just hanging out. Yeah, I like him so much that I watched uh, Pacific Rim recently, which was terrible, but he was in it. So. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. The first Pacific <laughs> Rim isn't that bad. It's good. The second one okay. is kind of like. Eh. Well, just agree to disagree on that one. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not like. I watched the whole thing through, so I guess terrible is not the right word for it, but it's not one I would recommend. <laughs> so, of all the characters in that show, I think that Charlie is the most um, redeemable, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Everybody he's the else one that you awful. feel sorry for, and like, if any good thing happens to him, you always feel good for him. Yeah. All right, all right. He's like the... Uh, like Flowers for Algernon, he's like yeah. uh, the 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 dude in Flowers for Algernon. Yeah, which is why Sorry. I mean I don't get spoilers for people who haven't seen it, but the last you know arc when they went to Ireland, I was very happy for him for a while. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Richard, do you not think <laughs> that at the end of that arc, fucking Charlie Day should get an Emmy? Uh yeah. I mean. It was he was great. No uh, doubt. Look, no when question. when he was like crying, you know, yeah, in the rain, and, yeah, and that sure. whole thing. I, oh I, yeah, it, yeah. It fuck. Okay, now it could just be the damage that I've endured in my forty six years, but it was something that reached down inside me, and was like, oh yeah, my god. I'm sure that's the case. Mm -hmm. I like, mean, especially so that was that was post COVID too, and I think a lot of people just feel like they've been hit one too many times in the last few years. Mm -hmm. I, I was literally yeah. like, I was literally like, oh, Charlie, oh my God, Charlie, you're such a good guy. I just, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, For a show about terrible people, and I've said this before, there are, every now and then there's an episode that really just kind of grabs at you. 
like uh, when Mac finds his pride, and the, oh, yeah. and the 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 modern dance at the end was I thought that's was great. A, that's a fucking beautiful episode, absolutely yes. beautiful. And look, two and this... it, it it helps that they're both really they were both really fit people, Mac and the and the girl he was dancing <laughs> with. To this fucking day, my favorite is um, Dadgummit, where they have the child uh, beauty pageant. Oh gosh! Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> where where they're like in that the... called like Frank's kids or something? Yes, like that. yes. Where they're in the office and Frank's you know... beauties or it's yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's Frank's beauties where they're they're in the office. They're trying to come up with a song, and he comes in. And is like, hey. Let's do a song about how it's not good to diddle kids. And he, they're like, Frank, nothing would make you think, make people think you would diddle kids more than doing a song that says you don't do it. Yeah. Fuck, it's fantastic. And the more Danny DeVito looks like a ghoul in the whole episode where with the white makeup and stuff. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Love that episode. Of course, so I Gen didn't Con's, make it. That's in about six weeks, right? All right. That worked. Okay. Beginning so of August. Back. Oh, yes. hello. Now right. you sound proper. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no idea what happened, but anyway. So here we go. All right. So um, yeah, Strange New Worlds, awesome. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I had was the uh, Satan Spoon. If you follow me on Facebook, uh, that was the whole thing. It was locally, a guy from Starkville, Mississippi, did this whole post that kind of went viral about getting a Skeletor spoon from uh, Sonic and about it being evil and et cetera, et cetera. So. <laughs> oh, is that what that green spoon you posted was? <sighs> yeah. I yeah. saw the picture of that, but I had no context for it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was all about, like, uh, what I love was, like, it was like his kid said, quote, unquote, Dad, this feels evil. It's like, no, <laughs> your fucking kid didn't say that. Didn't say that at all. <laughs> and what I fucking loved uh, about this, if you go through like and read the comments, is like people are dragging this guy because he threw it out the window. He he got a glow in the dark Skeletor spoon from Sonic. He claims his sit his kid said it was evil, and he threw it out the window. And they're like, "Well, you littered, you motherfucker!" <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> that's not you know with the Holy Spirit and whatnot. And yeah, so anyway, we'll toss that in there. Whatever. Just so you know the weird shit we have going on here in Mississippi. So, uh, yeah. I mean, past that, played Blood Bowl today with my good friend Alan. A lot of fun. Uh, a guy I didn't like came in to, you know, tell us what we were doing wrong. That was, you know, that's another thing. We have a league that started up and it looks like it's going to have about 16 players which is like really big especially for mississippi and uh yeah so anyway so you're gonna play weekly or how's that gonna go yeah generally it means you play one game a week okay is, is what it means and uh yeah it's really good and uh i mean past that I, well, yeah go ahead sorry i want to i want to jump in on blood bowl a little bit uh, so I want to talk up a friend of mine, uh, and he is the he's he's doing a a um, he's in the first exposure playtest hall at Gen Con with a game called Gridiron All Stars, which is post-apocalyptic football. Mm. Um, and I don't know anything about the gameplay. I don't know anything about it, but he's going to be at um, 
Gen Con at the first exposure playtest hall, and I'm just going to talk up my friend. As you should. Oh. You should always yeah. cheerlead your friends. You should be their biggest supporter. If they come out with an album or a you know uh, RPG scenario, whatever, you should buy it. Oh. You should be that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, so to tell you a little bit about this friend, this is a guy that I met in college. Oh, good grief. 30 years ago. So um, he was one of the one of the first people in my my circle of friends that I uh, got to know in college and uh, played D and D, and it was really kind of the you know I I met him when I was this little caterpillar, and now I'm a beautiful butterfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we kind of lost touch, you know, like people do. And and I looked him up, and he lives in Chicago now, and he's a lawyer, um, and still a gamer. And I actually I was at Gen Con with my kid in the in the in the, you know in the kids play area, and I hear this voice behind me of somebody talking to their child. I'm like, man, alive! That sure sounds like Greg. And I looked, and it was Greg. So <laughs> anyway, that was that was pretty cool to to run into him at Gen Con. So I'm gonna I'm I'm looking forward to to meeting up with him and grabbing a beer and. Um, catching up and learning about his game called Gridiron All-Stars. And you're actually going to Gen Con this year, right? I am, yes. Okay. I wish I could say I would be, but, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to have some stuff to say about that later. All right. Not, not necessarily about you going, but just sure. about people going. All right. I attended this past weekend North Texas RPG Con. And it was really cool. Yeah, I had never attended a convention that was all role-playing oriented. And, uh, yeah, it was really fucking awesome. Uh, on Thursday, I missed my Tecamole game because the guy's flight got delayed. That's the, uh, you know, the thing that came out, M.A.R. Barker, the guy that came out, wrote a white supremacy novel. You know, I mean, the guy's been dead for a long time, but it came out that he, you know, ghost wrote that novel and, you know, whatever. I, I always thought Empire of the Petal Throne was interesting because, I mean, we talked about it on here. It came out about the same time as Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, it was very language-focused because he was a language professor, and I was just curious to play it. I saw a lot of people playing a miniature game based on it, mm-hmm. but, you know... Other than that, whatever. And then I uh, got to sit down and play uh, Torg, which was a lot of fun over the weekend uh, with a guy. We were basically beta testing a, uh, a scenario, and it was a lot of fun. I dug it. And again, I, I'm the worst fucking person to send to one of these to talk about it because I don't know who these people are. My friend Chris that went with me is like, oh yeah, that's so and so who designed this. That's so and so who designed that. That's super big podcaster over there, and blah 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 blah. And I'm, I don't know who these people are, and it, it was awful, you know, for me to, yeah, I could tell you about, oh yeah, I played with so and so, whatever. I do know that on Saturday I played with Zeb Cook, one of the guys that created Dungeons and Dragons, and mm-hmm. uh, he looked really good. For Wikipedia said he was like 82 years old. And, uh, so is he uh, a second edition guy? Uh, he was one of the guys that wrote BX. 
so basic, you know. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was one of those guys, and that's what we played was BS. Yeah, looking through the uh, guest list here, that's the only name that I recognized. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. Was yeah, and uh, I got my copy of Earthshaker autograph. I got it autographed for my friend Chris, because that was one he was looking for, and I was like, oh, wow, it's a D&D module about a giant mech? That's super fucking cool. Yep, so, I've heard of it. Uh, I mean, other than that, okay, there was a podcaster breakfast for podcasters, quote-unquote, to kind of like network on this was like friday morning and so I'm, I'm all over this i'm like yay let's go let's do this dude these I, every fucking guy there but me has like two thousand subscribers you know uh you know they're making thirty thousand dollars a month on patreon all this shit and so i'm just like okay guys well what have you know <laughs> what do you do with this that i look i learned a lot it was really funny I mean, I came in with my hat in my hand. You know, I'm never coming in like, oh, well, I'm a big dude, whatever, because I know. So, uh, you know, coming in with that, it was they, they talked up the Anchor platform, which was really interesting because you, I liked about it was you can listen to a podcast and you can immediately hit a button and drop a voicemail to the guy that said, like, no, Adam, you're completely wrong. Earthshaker came out in 4th edition D&D or whatever. So I, I thought that was really neat. You know, it's instant uh, uh, audience interaction. And th look, there was so much stuff. They're like, oh, Grandpa, you're still doing this thing with, you know, doing these things this way with the podcast. Nobody does that anymore. We do it this way. And so I may mix some things up, kind of change some things going forward, but we'll see. But, yeah, it was like Hobbs and Friends big podcast and uh i mean the guy has like three or four different podcasts and uh you know he uh, these guys were always really really nice and talking to me and like oh you should do this you should do this you know i took down all these different notes and whatever uh tank technar's ca uh, tavern which is a really big osr podcast okay this dude he pretty much podcasts every fucking day and come to find out He's retired. That's why. He is an ex, like, uh, NYPD. And so, yeah. Uh, look, the only thing, the only thing I managed to, you know, one-up them on uh, with the Chance of Gaming podcast is uh, they're, all, they're all like, well, I try really hard to maintain my family-friendly rating. <laughs> and I was like, well... <laughs> <laughs> and they're like yeah we listened fuck to that yeah, they, yeah i was like ah fuck that and they're like well, yeah we listened to your last episode you work blue don't you and i'm like ah, yeah i guess that's me that's that's my thing i work blue so wait somebody listened some of those guys listened to this oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah really I, that that was the thing in the run up to it it was like okay well who are you whatever post your podcast and they they listened to it and then you know it was like oh listen to it and critique it and whatever and yeah they're like you work blue and they're like all of us do not <laughs> oh wow so I, I it was just fucking hysterical to me i'm like well i got that <laughs> so <laughs> i'm like you guys have two thousand subscribers you make thirty thousand dollars a month on patreon but i i say fuck every now and then so they, yeah you know there take you go. that bitch yeah so uh, I actually, it, it kind of inspired me to try out Anchor, and uh, I did. I did this whole 
I actually sat down and recorded about a 40-minute podcast on just me talking about my experience there. And I just linked in the show notes. I pushed it out to my Patreon members um, last week. Uh, so there you go. I'll have this in the show notes, and it'll be me just talking about what I did. Oh, yeah. Battletech uh, played it on Saturday night, and the one thing I forgot to mention in this podcast was, okay, so we're all it's super late at night. We're all in this little room. We're all playing Battletech, which is fucking fun. And uh, we're all drinking so heavily. And I have this beer. Nobody has a, uh, a little, you know, pop top thing. So I'm like, well, you know how you open a beer if you don't have a little bottle opener, right? Oh, On the edge of the table, you mean? Yes. So yeah. there was mm-hmm. a metal trash can. So I'm like, this is safe. This will not you know, damage a table or anything. So I go and I'm like, I do it and it shoots a piece of glass into this kid's ear. Like literally literally into his ear canal. And he thinks it's the coolest fucking thing ever. I was like, I can't fucking believe that happened right in my ear, man. That's so cool. And I'm like, all right, uh, are you okay, buddy? Or where's the adult that's responsible for you? So I can apologize and get you to the hospital if needs be. And yeah, so so that worked out all right. And I guess, I guess the only other thing you'll hear me talk about this a little bit in this podcast I'll link is I it I know it's completely unlike me, but when I was playing Torg, I got in an argument with one of the other players about Kickstarter. <laughs> and uh, almost you. So were you pro or con? Oh uh, no! What do you think, Roy? And it, uh, it, uh, I almost derailed the entire fucking session because I'm arguing with this guy about it. All right. So, uh, and yeah. And that guy's name was Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but yeah. Because I mean, I, I was like, okay, basically it was about the, the last, he's this, the guy I was arguing with apparently was a big Catalyst fanboy. And I started with the, you know, I mean, my whole thing is like if you, uh, if you have the license for BattleTech and you have to do a Kickstarter, you know what the fuck you you don't deserve it. You should be able to do at the very least a P five hundred or or whatever. And he started talking shit, and I was like, "Well, motherfucker, I was able to buy the Kickstarter stuff at my friendly local gaming store for less than you paid for it." in the Kickstarter before you received it. And he started talking shit about like, well, what that meant was there were uh, guys that, you know, uh, stores that used their uh, retail pledge and sold it at a loss. I was like, no, that didn't happen. I was like, they uh, Catalyst sold to uh, Alliance Hobby and a a bunch of others because they wanted to make fucking money. And those went out first before the the trucks were unpacked to send it to you and yeah well we almost got i'm, I'm not gonna fight somebody over you know fucking kickstarter i'm i'm not because you know in it but you know i was like dick 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 you know just being the biggest dick i could be like eh, well you know if your penis was bigger you especially would in texas i know it's like you know it's like whatever you know just being an asshole about it I, i'm not gonna fight you about it because I've already, like, hospitalized this one kid, you know. That should have set an example right there as to what I would do. 
It's like, look, I already put this kid in the hospital with a piece of glass in his ear. What the fuck do you think I'm going to do to you over Kickstarter? Yeah. And I'd like to welcome our new listeners from North Texas. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, look, if you saw me, I mean, you don't know who I was. I mean, I think the only other rant I was talking about was there was a uh, dudes that were pricing their shit in the dealer room based on eBay pricing. Those were some lonely motherfuckers. And as they Mm -hmm. should be, it it was like, look, you're you're not going to get it because I could I could buy if I wanted to buy it at eBay pricing, I, I I would before I ever got here. So good luck packing all the shit up and hauling it back to wherever. So anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, Roy, tell me what is Cartographers? Cartographers is a game that I played at uh, what I'm going to call PlaidCon. Uh, so I have a friend uh, Dana that passed away. May 21st of last year. I've talked about Dana before. I know. That, and so, that uh, honestly hurts because he's been with us since the beginning. Yeah. So um, the kind of the gaming group that he uh, headed was called the Plaid Chameleons. And so May 21st, the anniversary of his death, his wife had a – we did went to our FLGS and did an escape room and then grilled and played some games um, in memory of Dana. And one of the games I played there was Cartographers, which is based in the role players universe, or the I guess it's role player. Um, and so Cartographers is it's essentially it's a roll and write. You're uh, filling in your map with uh, terrain features, trying to meet the uh, victory conditions shown per round. So it plays over four seasons. And so um, Spring scores the A and the B card. I'm, I might be getting this wrong. Summer scores the B and the C card. Winter scores the C. And, anyway, you get you get the idea. Um, you're filling in the map with um, terrain features, trying to make... So when you flip the card, it has a particular shape, and you have to write the terrain feature in that shape, um, trying to fulfill the victory conditions on the card for the various seasons. But then there's also... They shuffle into the deck every every season... A, a calamity like uh you know the the goblins invade or something and so that is also a shape and you pass your your map one spot to the left or right i'm not sure which and you do your best to kind of just make life difficult for your opponent so you you draw the shape on their map in a in an inconvenient way and then pass it back to them and then, meanwhile, other people are doing the same thing to your your map. Um, and so that represents a calamity. And so for each, you draw a little monster face in the uh, square. And then uh, you're beholden then to, like, surround it with um, other terrain spaces or else you get penalized on points. So it's essentially, it's a roll and write like uh, Railroad Inc., which uh, I played with Rich at... Um, miniature market miniature market yep mm-hmm. a, a kind of a similar sort of sort of game where you're filling in a map um, there's other games that are like that uh, welcome to your perfect neighborhood is kind of a uh, similar thing where you're filling in house numbers uh, but anyway that was cartographers which is a little bit of a cerebral roll and write I guess uh, and then I played, uh, just this past Friday, I played a game of Takenoko, which is a panda bear game. 
where you're growing bamboo and sending the panda out to to eat sections of bamboo, and basically you're trying to um, like I want to make the panda eat two sections of green bamboo, and so that's worth a particular um, set of victory points. So if I can complete that, I flip my card over, and I have four points. Um, I can also grow um, if I can have you know x number of sections in x number of of uh, tile spaces, I can complete this contract. So it's a it's kind of a recipe fulfillment game, and um, it's it's pleasing. It's it's kind of relaxing, I guess. You move the panda around, you move the gardener around, and you grow bamboo and you eat bamboo. And then uh, I played. So was it last weekend? It was International Tabletop Day, and one of the games that I played. Um, and actually brought home from our library was the Power Rangers deck building game. Now, I was never a fan of Power Rangers. I thought it was pretty silly. Um, but that but was the generation uh, the, after mine. Uh, so yeah. I, ne I never got it. Yeah. But the, the deck building game is... So it's uh, it kind of feels a little bit like Legendary, um, where you have your team. So you play a particular... Power Ranger or or one of the villains, and you're kind of you're beefing up your deck with allies, and so if you can put down an ally or like if you're a Power Ranger, you can you can build up the Zords and have the have the Zords help you out too. Um, so you're you're banking energy that you can use to spend and activate card effects, um, and basically you're trying to reduce the opponent to uh, to zero hit points. So it's a it's it plays um, one versus one or two to two versus one or two versus two, uh, and that's a Power Rangers deck building game. And I thought the mechanics for a for a you know a game about a show that was kind of dumb were pretty good. Um, and then Lord of the Fries. Have I talked about Lord of the Fries to you guys before? Negative. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, this is a very silly game. It was originally it was a cheap ass game. Um, the imprint that I have is a Steve Jackson games uh, imprint, and it's uh, your zombies running a fast food restaurant. So um, there's a you you have a menu and like uh, Feast of the Innocents is has all these different ingredients in it, and so you have uh, like bird and meat and sauce as different cards that you have. And if you can complete the order, you can lay down those cards and get the points for it. Um, if you don't, uh, if somebody goes out, then you're penalized the cards in your hand. So it's uh, Sushi Go is kind of a similar um, similar gameplay, I think. Um, although I guess Sushi Go is you're passing your hand. Um, but Lord of the Fries is, it's, it's silly fun. And it's, you know, the, uh, what was it? The... Um, Oh, we played the holiday menu, and the um, oh, the Last Supper that was it was bread and wine, or bread and bread and drink. Um, so if you know if if you have bread and drink, you can lay that down, or bun and drink, I guess, you can lay that down and and collect those points that are on the cards. Uh, so if you you can call for an item, and um, you know watch it go around. 
and if it comes back to you, then you can complete it if you have all the ingredients. And then if you can't, it's one ingredient less, and it goes around the table again. So, like I say, it's silly fun. It's uh, Lord of the Fries. And then uh, I played a, a game of Sagrada, which is a it's about stained glass windows. So it's kind of along the same lines of, of Azul, which I don't care for Azul. I like a, a Sagrada where you're um, you have a pattern of dice on your stained glass grid, and uh, you have um, victory conditions like so. If you want to have you want to have all of, of uh, six different colors on a row is worth a certain number of points and you count up the number of rows so it's a dice drafting that you put on your grid and you have to match the uh, uh, either the color or the number on some on some spaces and you can't have uh, like colors next to each other or like numbers next to each other so that's Sagrada and uh, I'm sure there's other stuff I've been playing but that's all I'm going to talk about today Adam what's up with you? <laughs> Well, I mean, I kind of already, like, talked about, I guess, most of it. So, um, uh, looking at that, uh, I have been playing Dungeon Crawl Classics, and, yeah, it, that's my main game on Tuesday nights, is, is playing that. Like, before I went to uh, North Texas RPG Con. Yeah, I love my friend Chris. He went, he knows all these people. He's the one that said, like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. So he actually picked out like his game based on whoever it is. He has a fantastic fucking story of uh, playing in. Uh, it's either a Dungeon Crawl Classics or a Mutant Crawl Classics with a guy who's famous, you know, quote unquote, in in role playing things that wrote whatever. And there was a dude in it was like who kept asking him questions about, you know, just being famous outside of this like oh yeah well when you wrote this whatever what about that and this that and, and yeah he finally had to shut him down and just be like look man we're we're trying to play this scenario we have you know these four hours to do it and every fucking time i get to you you're asking me shit about out of game so it's mm -hmm. funny i yeah just thought that was funny so whatever anyway so uh i mean yeah i think that's it for me I played Traveler there, first Traveler. Uh, I mean, it was... I've never played Traveler. I want to play that sometime. I mean, it was very, very pre-gen. So, you know, pre-generated yeah. characters and all this stuff. So we had... So we kind of lost a little bit of flavor, you know, and yeah, with just stuff that we should have done and whatever. But uh, that was it. So, you know. Anyway, so Rich, you played Twilight Imperium. I want to do that. So tell me about it. I did. It's a game... Like, pre-COVID, that would be a game I would play at least once a year, and hopefully twice a year, but haven't played, I don't think, since COVID, mostly because you don't have people over your house during a pandemic. I did play third edition at a, at a friend's house earlier this year, but at my house. But I did have, uh, we had, I guess, four people over, because my wife and I both played. We had a six-player game of Twilight Imperium, and we got out the expansion for the first time, too. So um, I liked it quite a bit. It's got... Some new units, mechs, which add a little bit to the game, but I thought some of the other stuff actually added quite a bit to the game. Like you get heroes and agents and generals or leaders or something like that. There's all sorts of new stuff in the expansion. But for those who don't know, Twilight Imperium is like a big space fantasy 
opera strategy game. It takes, depending on how well the people know the rules and everything, um, six to 12 hours to play. So it's an all-day thing. I think we started about 10.30 or 11, and we finished up about six. So seven and a half hours, maybe eight hours, something like that. Um, and, yeah, it, it's it's a great time. It's I, I Every time I finish up a game of Twilight Imperium, I'm already looking forward to when I can play mm-hmm. it again. Even though it's an all-day thing, it's it's just it's about as much fun as you can have on a Saturday. So, um, and then I've been playing some more games as well as I want to do. I've been playing Paths of Glory, both online and on the table. This is a, a World War One game. It's a classic by Ted Racier. Um, it's a card-driven World War One game where you play basically everything from Russia down to the Middle East and the, all of Europe. So it doesn't include any of the, the minor stuff that happened in like Africa or South America or Asia or anything like that, but it's card driven. So you, you know, you play cards for either events or, you know, certain points that you can do to bring guys onto the board and all that stuff. Uh, the, the cool thing I think about this one is that there's basically three decks of cards. There's a, a mobilization deck, a limit, a, a limited war deck, and then a total war deck. And as you play certain events and do certain things, you get to put the better cards into your hand. By the time you've got your total war cards, you can do a lot more things because they're they're better cards. So um, that one I've been playing, like I said, online as well as on the table. I've been I've got actually a couple different versions of that game going right now. So. Mm-hmm. And then another game, this one I got in the big GMT delivery last year when we got all those games at the same time, but uh, Pacific War. This is a, a Mark Herman game. This is actually the second edition of the game, So, um, but it's an older game as well. Um, I can't remember when the first edition came out, but it's been a while. The second edition, I mean, it's just it's the entire uh world war ii pacific war in in a box it's a big box it's it's one of those big like four inch boxes and once i got all my counters clipped and sorted and everything it won't all fit back in the box but um it's surprisingly accessible there are what they call engagement scenarios that are really just 15 to 20 minute solo scenarios to teach you how to play the game and then battle scenarios which are a little more complicated but then you can get into the campaigns and you can do everything from like the Guadalcanal campaign to literally play the entire war, which would take years. Um, but it's 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 not as uh, complicated as I thought it would be. It's it's definitely there's a lot there, and I haven't done any of the the big huge stuff on it yet. I'm I'm working my up, way up toward that, but I'm enjoying that one quite a bit as well. And that one's that's currently on my table. So, and then have you guys heard of the website Rally the Troops? No. 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 Okay. So we've talked about Board Game Arena. Uh, we've talked about Yucata. And now there's another one, uh, Rally the Troops. It's it's new, I think. They don't have a whole lot of games, maybe a half dozen or so. Um, but they've got some games that are not available on other platforms. And um, one of the ones I played is another classic game. It's uh, Julius Caesar, which this is the old uh, block game. And they've got several of those block games, like Julius Caesar and, what's it, uh, Hammer of the Scots and some other ones. They're m- mostly that's what they have. But they've got Julius Caesar that I played, and they also have Pax Pamir, which is a relatively new game that I played as well. That's Pax Pamir is one of my favorite games. I like that one quite a mm-hmm. bit. 
so we've been playing both of those on uh, Rally the Troops. Hmm. Okay, interesting. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, all right. So yeah, those were cool. All right. So you know who could help you out in Pax Premier? Like if you wanted some super cool level of uh, just you know board game pieces, that would be Mike at alterdementia.com. And it's spelled weird, so you'll see this in show notes. It's like alter3dmencia.com. Yeah, Mike. He's awesome. And, uh, yeah, you could use the discount code COG2019 to save 20%, I think, is where we're at. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. So, Alter Dementia, Mike, you'll see him. Link is in show notes. So, anyway, on to what's on your radar. Uh, the first thing we had, or the only thing we had, was Battle Lord. It's a setting for the Savage Worlds on Kickstarter, and it is there. I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm pretty plugged in to you know '90s RPGs and stuff because I remember seeing them at conventions or in the store. But I don't remember this one. You guys familiar with this one at all? No, I mean Savage Worlds mm-hmm. has a lot of stuff like this out for it, so I don't know all of it, obviously. Um, I have played Savage World System, but never this setting. Well, yeah, this one, I mean, yeah, it, Savage Worlds is its own thing. And I, I know when I played Torg at North Texas, uh, people remarked like, oh, this plays so much like uh, Savage Worlds. And the guy was like, oh, that's because Jim Bob or whoever, you know, uh, that did wrote for this RPG worked for that one. You know, oh, that does remind me, one thing I found fascinating at the RPG, uh, I'm sorry, the podcast brunch was people talking about, well, you know, I run a White Wolf-based uh, podcast, and and people were to blah, 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 talk about this, that, and the other, and they're like, well, why does the game play so shitty? And the guy was like, well, it's because the guys that at white wolf don't actually play the game (laughs) they just write they're like the company is made up of just writers not people that actually play the rpg and i was like oh okay i'm just gonna scribble that down and talk about it on my shitty little show and you know whatever nobody will ever know but apparently that's the thing uh i could see that you know I mean, I mean, I've seen that in other hobbies and whatnot. It's people that don't actually play the game that they produce, and that's the problem. Anyway, so Savage Battle Worlds is, I mean, it seems really cool. I mean, it's basically you're like Billy Badass. You you build up your, your little trooper guy, and he's awesome. He's really tough, and his, you know... His shit doesn't stink, and he shoots out. I, I mean, I love the, the graphics for it. There's orcs, there's, like, you know, cat people, there's rabbits, and, you know, uh, alligator people, and, and, and whatever. And apparently, this is an older game that came out and uh, whatnot. So, I mean, looking at this, of course, we always skip to what is the biggest thing, and where it's like you can... Let's see. If you spend up to $350, you can be a guest at Chance of Gaming Podcast. Uh, I mean, you basically get everything. 
you get the rules uh, in PDF and whatever. You get dog tags. You get a 20-pack of dog tags. You get a camo t-shirt, playing cards, a toe tag, and all discounted PDFs for whatever. A toe they've, tag? Yeah. They've had <laughs> nice. uh, five backers, and it's limited to 50. Let's see. Above that, it's 225. I have, okay. Neither one of you guys have played Savage Worlds, right? I have. I have the book. Okay. I've never... Well, I have, but it's been... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've played Deadlands, which uses the Savage Worlds systems. So. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of the same way, Roy. I, I've got this stuff, and i played it maybe once or twice. And I know it played in Cord, where they handed out... They, the DM handed out benefits, bennies, or whatever. It's, it's called something else. And... You know, you can exchange those for re-rolls and whatnot. I don't know mm -hmm. what the basis of the system is, but, I mean, people seem to like it because there's a lot of different conversions for it. Uh, for Savage Worlds, you mean? Yes, Savage Worlds, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, uh, it's a, a system agnostic, or a setting agnostic system. Yeah. So, I mean, looks like this for at 40 bucks, you can get the print and PDF and whatever the sketch, uh, stretch goals are. And that appears to be what most people have done. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it seems kind of cool. It does remind me of uh, Traveler has recently come out with uh, Mercenaries. And they've started to put out like stuff for that, and so it's like true combat. Whereas in regular Traveler, you can just be like Joe Schmo. That's like I'm Roy, graphic designer, and I'm on this ship where you know shit is fucked up, and how do I fix it? You know, it's like well, I can design a good logo for it, or you know, as we go down in flames on this whole thing. But you know, whatever. I like it. So uh, I don't know. I mean, this seems cool. But, again, it's like, eh, you know, you kind of run into the whole thing with who's going to play it. And, in fact, we actually have free RPG Day coming in a couple weeks. Is that right? I never hear about it until it's like that day, and then it's right. too late for me to get ready for it. Let me see. Free RPG Day. As I Google it, and I click on it, June 25th, so as right. of this podcast, it is next Saturday. And I know, alright, number one, it's our local, our big local convention, which is uh, Mississippi Comic Con. And, <laughs> alright, so let's go ahead and talk about that. Because uh, Tara Strong is going to be there, and so I'm like, fuck yeah, Adam Chance is going to be there, which is the character... <laughs> <laughs> Adam Chance is a character made by Adam Chance, who is a person. This is just a character. So uh, he's going to be there, and he needs an autograph and maybe a selfie. And then uh, Christina Ricci is going to be there, and he's like, well, maybe this character called Adam Chance is going to get a autograph from Christina Ricci and roll it into a birth, uh, Christmas present for his brother, but we'll see. So that's next Saturday, but that's also Free RPG Con. Uh, sorry, Free RPG Day. And I talked to my friendly local gaming store, which is Van Comics and Vans Comics and Cards in Richland, Mississippi, and he was like, "Well, we're gonna do Free RPG Day at 6 p.m. 
after the con because we're there and this will be the after party and free rpg day so i'm gonna help my friend my friend chris out with uh dungeon crawl classics and we'll just see so you know it's nice you get little uh you know uh scenarios and whatnot and blah 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 so there you go which it did make me ask you know today like i know good mid games has uh their road crew so you go out you uh, run dungeon crawl classics or mutant crawl classics and whatever and you can get free shit. So I was wondering if there's another company that does that. I think Dungeons and Dragons does, but it's like uh, it's through their Adventurers Guild or something. But I don't know anybody else that does. So you know, there you go. Anyway. Ah, hmm. uh, so all right, where are we? And on to actual news. <laughs> drive through RPG suspends game designer linked to the Nazi film. I love how it was like... That's the, a headline right there. Yeah, the Nazi film. <laughs> this is from geeknative.com. I don't know. I've been looking at some of the stuff that this dude's posted and it's kind of gross. Ah, dude. Okay. I don't know what to do with this shit. Like, alright. I Look, I'm just getting into RPG. I'm fucking 46 years old, and for, like, the past two years, I am, for the first time in my life, getting into RPGs. And the first thing is, is, like, I get in, and I see how loving and accepting they are. They're like, we don't give a fuck, you know, what your sexual orientation is, or, or whatever, how old you are, how young you are, you know, this is good. RPGs are for everybody. And I'm like, yay! So I go in, and then there's like, well there are people that are like fuck that shit we want to discriminate against you know uh, women with blue hair and stuff I, I don't know how to deal with that it's really really weird to me like okay they say don't meet your heroes so uh, I, I know personally I'm a big fan of mega dungeons well one of the biggest mega dungeon creators is greg gillespie and i innocently posted a thing on a facebook rpg group like you know hey how can i get in touch with this guy because i want to interview him for this podcast and all these people commented like okay well here's where you find it but here's also the shit you have to deal with and they linked all this stuff where he's anti-vax you know and he's uh, anti-woke culture and blah 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 and he was actually at North Texas RPG Con where I saw him and didn't say anything so I'm like eh, I don't know it's so fucking weird to end up with this I, I, there was a guy from fucking uh, the Judges Guild which is kind of like one of the big OSR RPG things and you know I, what was he running his mouth about woke culture or some shit like that whatever and just blew up enough that uh goodman games had to disassociate disassociate themselves from him it was like all right so we're publishing this stuff from the judges guild but none of the money goes to him so please blah 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 so it's fucking yeah it's a whole fucking yeah 
Uh, it is. It's like, okay. Yeah. It, it seems, it's exhausting that, like... It is. And it seems it, like it's fucking business 101. If you are selling something, you should be fucking uh, neutral on everything. Mm-hmm. Politically neutral, whatever. You should not be like, well, I'm going to open my mouth and talk about, like, well, I hate women with blue hair or whatever. And so people stop buying your shit. It does not make any why, sense. Why alienate 40, 60, 80% of your clientele? Why do that? Yeah, I mean, even if it's just 20%, that's a lot of clientele. Why would you open yeah. your fucking mouth and do it? But anyway, so right. uh, well, this particular link, Steve Wyack announced on RPG.net, a, uh, a publisher been removed from RPG.com. Uh, it's Dave Johnson Games. And uh, there's a whole write-up. You could, you know, uh, you'll have this linked in the show notes. It all had to do with Star Frontiers and blah blah blah. To extreme, because the author was re- linked to extreme Nazi sympathies. I mean, fuck me. Uh, that's been my favorite <laughs> meme lately. Is like, hey, what do you want to go? You know, what would you love to go back in time to experience? And I'm like, ah, when everybody fucking hated Nazis. How about let's do that? Let's. Uh, I want to <laughs> go back to that time. You know, when people are like, you know what? White supremacy sucks. Yeah, it just seems like, I don't know. But whatever. All right. So, speaking Gosh, of, wouldn't that be nice to go back to that? I know. Speaking of uh, white supremacy, Roy wants to talk about the uh, Gen Con health and safety information. Uh, oh, easy there. Easy, easy, easy. I teed okay. it up yes. for you. So, Gen Con. Okay. So, uh, the Gen Con has come out now. And they're, this is kind of their final word on masking and COVID and vaccinations. And they are requiring that all attendees be fully vaccinated, which I am 100% in agreement with. Um, Can you remind me, did they have Gen Con last year? They did. It was in September. Okay. And so same I, policy then uh, or – not sure. The rumor okay. that I heard curious. was that they I mean, dropped it. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, so I had a friend who said, I don't think I can go because I'm not fully vaccinated. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit loath to say this. And I feel like I'm going to damage that friendship. But I am in favor of you not going. Because if you're not vaccinated, there, it's, it's about more than you, dude. There's all the vendors who are going to all these conventions. They don't want to get sick. None of the attendees want to get sick. And it's not about you. So, I guess, I don't know. It's Maybe we're not friends anymore. Um, but if you're not going to get vaccinated, if you're not going to get vaccinated, I don't want you to go to Gen Con. Well, so, I mean, if they require it, you know, it, that should be the thing. It's like, okay, you right. you either go or you don't. Make, I mean, make your decision, make your stand with, like, well, I'm not going to go. So, whatever, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that's fine. It's, it's like, you know, make your decision, whatever. It is weird at this point in time. It seems like COVID is over, but it's not. Uh, over mm-hmm. a million people have died in the U.S., and we're just kind of like, meh, you know, it's whatever. 
no one gives a shit about like mass mandates or you know anything whatever and, and that's really really weird to me but i mean i get it with this with uh gen con it's a enormous fucking convention mm-hmm. so i mean i think at minimum they'll have like 40 50,000 people there so if they were like well you need to wear a mask or have vaccinated whatever they can and they don't want to be a headline yeah so yeah they don't want to make the news over that yeah covid super spreader event and whatever yes it's it's like so much that i forgot about it and then like a you know three or four days after north texas rpg con a thing came out like oh hey uh me and so and so if you played in any of our games so and so tested positive for covid and blah 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 so yeah Mm -hmm. it's still a thing so yeah yeah Mm. i don't know i I, you know and it's gonna be a while before we ever shake this stuff out so uh and i am i'm not gonna apologize for the way i feel about this no yeah so yeah i get it is it okay if I just take a bunch of horse medicine instead? <laughs> no. No, it's not, <laughs> damn it. No. I take a bunch of what it, it bitumyrosin or whatever it is, like horse dewormer. And oh yeah, you still died of COVID. It's like, okay, well, I mean, that was your right, but yeah, so anyway. Alright. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry to have to say that, no, but I mean, I it is it. what it is. Absolutely. So, uh, Star Wars Legion, if it still has it, if it's still alive in your area. Man, got, I was hoping to play that this weekend, didn't get a chance. There's some new stuff coming out. Uh, I mean, it's so dead in my area that, alright, I have three factions and I want to trim down to one. So, uh, they have a lot of cool new stuff announced for it. It's the, um, I really like the Echo Base Defenders and the Blizzard Force. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I heard the prices went up, but basically you're looking at 300 bucks for a full battle now if you buy these, right? Okay. Well, it's what? 150 bucks per per side, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's, I mean, aren't we talking like Warhammer prices now? Uh no. Well, no, 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 no. you're not even getting close. It's it's like 150 dollars. All right, so you bought some dice for 40k. So, <laughs> there you go. All right, so for 100, 150 for Echo Base Defenders, that gets you Leia, Chewie, a yeah. box of Rebel veterans with four of them. Yeah. Four four units. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Four. Yeah, so it's a full. Right. I mean, it's everything force. you need to play one side of a battle it's which i like that i think that's cool that that's all in the box together it it's but it's 150 bucks with the gun is it four guns the the extra upgrade gun i guess Uh, the the cannon there's only one of those yeah yeah oh Oh, yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's four complete units of veterans so i mean i'm I'm assuming if you add all this up it's going to add to 800 points or whatever you need i'm sure oh, yeah that's ab- the absolutely. point of this so yeah. c3po well so i guess what's the price breakdown then two units of tauntauns and one uh fd laser cannon team i mean that is a shit load of stuff for 150 yeah, bucks i know it is but that's also i guess i guess i wonder who the target market is because if you're I'm looking at someone like someone has never played star wars legion 
eh, I don't know that they're going to want to pay 150 bucks to, well, to get into the game so, like that. Whereas it the, used to so, be if two people bought a core set for $80, now I'm sure that price has gone up. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is now. But if two people each bought a core set for $80, they could swap stuff and they would each have a full army. Well, all right. So I'm in that vein. Let's look at the, um, what's it called? The Blizzard Force? All right, so you get three units of snowtroopers, two speeder mm -hmm. bikes, uh, one ATSD. You get Darth Vader. So this is the only way you can get Darth Vader without buying no. your core thing. So right, that's, that's nice. You can get Operative Vader too, I think. Yeah, yeah, Vader does come as an operative. So I guess that's just the so, way it is now. It's just it it seems maybe. expensive to me. When I got into this game a few years ago, I was excited about it, but if I was into it now or wasn't into it now and wanted to get started 150 is a that seems like a big price for entry okay look from a 40k player i'm like what is that <laughs> i'm like that's nothing that's like you yeah. know buying you know a bag of chips and a coke whatever yeah. all right that's well, easy. They, the snow troopers. they also they also have a box for the uh the older stuff too the clones and uh the republic and look, uh -huh. uh, IG series Assassin Droid is coming, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot how cool that guy was in the Mandalorian. So yay. So uh, okay. Yeah. So the Swoop Bike Riders, which is also on this page, mm -hmm. is thirty five dollars for a unit. So if we say that, so let's back going back to Snowtroopers, three units of Snowtroopers is um, ninety bucks, hundred bucks. No, I don't think they're that much. No, I think they're less than thirty dollars a box. Less than twenty. Really? I think a miniature okay. market they're between fifteen and twenty bucks. Maybe again, so, maybe the price has gone up. I haven't bought anything in a while, but maybe. I mean, it it has to come in cheaper than one hundred and fifty dollars okay, to buy, are, or more expensive than one hundred fifty to buy right. them separately, right? So the okay for snowtroopers. They are MSRP is twenty nine ninety nine. Miniature market price is twenty three ninety nine. So okay, so the price has gone up quite a bit then. So well, so it's ninety dollars to buy three units of snowtroopers. And then if we say it's a similar price for the speeders, then we're looking at one hundred and twenty dollars. So then we're saying then how much is a ATS? No, I think it's I think it's two sets of speeders. Yeah, it's two. ATSC oh, yeah. is expensive because that's one of the big units. That's probably forty to fifty bucks by itself. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, altogether, problem... it's to buy them individually, it'd be more than one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I think it's just inflation. So, yeah. Okay, so the ATST um, uh, MSRP is fifty nine ninety nine, and the miniature market price is forty seven ninety nine. So there yeah. You go. Hmm. All right. Which I so there you go. It's it's everything you need. There's no customization, but yeah, I mean, I think it's great. It's and also it's like, well, you know, I have those for sale because I want to trip down to just rebels for Legion and just rebels for Armada because nobody's playing it. Yeah, locally. So I've got a full rebel and a full Imperial army. I mean, they're not the best, but I have enough where I can play an 800 point battle. So. All right. Uh, so the yeah, the next thing we had was just a discussion on uh, Dungeons and Dragons and freelancing. 
there is some folks called Jameson Stone and Satine Phoenix and well they are abusive and don't want to pay freelancers and I'll just link in the show notes and look I, I freelance for a lot of different companies uh, of course this is all non-tabletop but however if you would like me to freelance for your company that would be super cool I know you're listening Antic Games Workshop whatever I'll be happy to jump on so uh, yeah you as a freelancer you should never have to chase someone to get paid by and large the way freelancing works is uh, I work for you doing whatever we contractually you know we sign a contract we do whatever and within 30 to 90 days you pay me and that's what it is and with this particular group of people they apparently are having to be chased and threatened and whatever to pay people and you should not have to pay people for you know services rendered it's not nice so just gonna say just kind of just toss it in here and I mean there's allegations that these are you know part of the whole Zack Sabbath D&D with porn stars thing I, I don't know but you know whatever anyway Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you should always pay people if you... Okay, I will say this. Any fucking time I have a friend, like Roy. Roy uh, is a woodworker. If I was like, Roy, okay, I want my kitchen cabinets done, and we, I bring him in, and we talk about like this, that, and the other. I do not want a friend price. I don't. I don't want a friend price. I just want you to charge me a fair price. Because I want to be able to go, Roy, it's been three months. You know, why isn't this done? You know, without guilt. Because if you if you gave me a friend price, it would be like, eh, I can't really say something, Oof. you know. I'm, I'm terrible at doing that sort of thing for people. I always try to do a friend price, and that always bites me in the ass. I, I mean, uh, my thing is like, look, I want to give you business because you're my friend. It's like I want I want to lift you up. That's my thing. It's like I, mm-hmm. I I want you to you know eat steak whatever. So you know I I want to give you work. So if it's like I want you to do my kitchen cabinets is is you know just charge me a fair price. But I also in in that you know vein I want to be able to complain. I want to be able to go like well. You know, it's been three months, and you haven't done anything, so what's going on, buddy? Whereas, like, well, if they're like, well, you know, I'm giving you this low price, you know, you shouldn't complain. So, I don't know. That's just where I'm at with that. Yep. So, I'm trying to get better at it, but I hear you. I, sure. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to deal with that. It's, it's like any time I have a friend, and it's always, the weird thing is it's always carpenters. It's like, you know, it's like, hey, I need this built, or you know, whatever. I was like, look, buddy, dude, I'm like, I'm not asking for a print price, a friend price. Just charge me something fair. Cause you know, I want you to eat and I want a good product. So there we go. But you know, in, in not charging me a friend price, I want to be able to go like, Hey, you didn't do a good job with that. You know, whatever. And yeah. Anyway. So speaking of, the last fucking thing we had and I cannot tell you how many people have sent this to me 
uh, <laughs> in the past couple of weeks is what is it? Suro? Is that how you say it? That's the way I've always said it. Suro. Mm-hmm. There is a luxury edition of it on Kickstarter, and I don't know. Fucking people are mad about this a little bit. All right. So they. All right. Number one, they wanted eighty grand, and with eighteen days left to go, they've got basically two hundred eighteen thousand dollars for this. I'm vaguely familiar with this game. I've played it quite a bit. This is actually the first game that my daughter ever bought with her own money. Okay. So we uh, played it quite a bit. It's a it's a simple, it's a cute little game. It's very relaxing to play. Um, she did not buy this version of it. Well, I mean, yeah, hmm? I, I get that. So uh, at, at the get-go... So this version is $350. Minimum. Or you can get, <laughs> you can do $700 and get the luxury limited edition version. Which I want real dragons for that price. I, I mean, I get it. Like, literally, like, that chick from, uh, what is it, uh, a Game of Thrones should come to my house and teach me how to play this game for <laughs> for 700 fucking dollars. That I mean, that's like real fucking money. I mean, okay, at this point, it's like, I really wish I knew... Um, Mitch, uh, dadgummit, uh, uh, next dwarf guy, Mitch. Richard. What Mitch. is the significance of the figures? Oh, hold on, Roy. All right, so. Uh, all right. Oh, that's your mover on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the only piece that's on the board. The board, the game is, if you've never played it, it's it's just yeah, a yeah, game I've where you, you, you lay tiles and they, they follow the path. So the, the right. little the expensive little dragons in this game are. In in the basic game, the one we have, it's just a a tiny little oval that goes like it's a stone. They're like really. a it's yeah 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 like a like a, a rune kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Richard. Okay. So yes. uh, Mitchell uh, that did Next War. What's uh, yeah? I've heard of that guy. What's, what's his last name? Uh, Land. I think I believe. Yeah, it all is. right. All right. I just want to know for you know what would are uh, for seven hundred dollars if i was to buy a copy of next war what would that include i'm just curious like all right would he fly out you know fly out to my house and physically teach me how to play it or i think he would agree to play with you at miniature market if you drove for 700 (laughs) bucks all right yeah i'm pretty sure i could talk him into that all right i I, I mean i'm just curious for 700 bucks you could probably fly to to, uh, next war con in Kansas City. I mean, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Where, okay, where uh, you can get, okay, I do want to point out, you can get shot uh, playing disc golf in Kansas City. <laughs> I just want to mention that, so, you know. Well, I'm not planning on playing disc golf. So I know, fine. so you should be safe, you know, at, you know, thing. And, uh, oh, yeah, Matt had a new kid, right? Good yes, he did, yeah. Yep. I heard her name was oh, Adam. Congrats. Is there, is there any truth to that? Named, yeah, she na- he named her uh, Adam Roy. Actually, Adam Roy, that's fantastic, <laughs> awesome. Oh, um, I am, I am honored. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that'd be great. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I, honestly, we should be there somewhere with people like, uh, you know, kickstarting. Like, hey, name my kid for blah blah blah. Yeah, that'd be a thing. So, speaking of, a I toast. Have, I have a niece. Uh, four roses bourbon to to. Uh, to the new child. Yeah, there you go. 
I want to go back to one thing on this uh, Zero thing, though. So the $700 one, if you pay $700, you get two copies, and it says that you can save on shipping that way. Oh, fuck that. Because <laughs> if you're paying 700 bucks for Tesoro, you give a crap about shipping. I know. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I mean, come on. That's me. It's like, all right, $700, it should be hand-delivered. Like, hey, I'm, I'm Roy Jim Bob. I, cre- I created this, and I'm just going to deliver this to you. I'm like, uh, all right, so you should for 700 fucking dollars. I don't know. But, uh, all right, whatever. Um, I guess that's the end of the show. We've been going pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a while, and I really appreciate people messaging us and going like, hey, are you okay? I'm just asking. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I love that North Texas RPG Con talking about Patreon, and people are like, ah, yeah, you know, I make three, $400 a month. I'm like, well, I got like three guys and i make eight dollars i'm like and i feel fucking <laughs> i feel fucking fantastic i get up out of bed every fucking day with a spring in my step because i have three fucking guys make you know i get eight dollars a month it, it's it's good it i mean i can't tell you how great it is to just be like all right well that's that's good that's a stimulus to to go and do and yeah it's fucking fantastic so there you go oh so one final thing I'd like to add is that uh, Shannon messaged me over Twitter and said, "I my my dishes are piling up. I need I need some more chance of gaming to listen to while I do dishes." So he he's one of the people that have been bugging us about a new episode. Well, yeah, so, sure. I mean, at this point, should be a thing. And of course, if he was a uh, Patreon, he would got that uh, solo podcast. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, of me talking about stuff from North Texas RPG Con, and yeah, I'm just saying, this is a call. It's like three dollars a month. What the fuck? That's that's literally nothing. So you know, I'm just saying. So there you go. All right. All right. So uh, I guess that's it, and uh, we'll see you next time. Good night, everyone. A uh, bye. Are we out? I guess we're out. Usually Adam hangs up on us. But...